You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. Welcome to Growlix Nights, the Growlix Podcast live show. I'm Randy. I'm Melanie. And I'm Jesse. Hey, everybody. I felt like I, hey, hey, what's going on? <laughs> I'm really not amped up to 11 tonight. I swear. I feel like I probably just didn't get enough sleep. Uh, we've got, we've got some excitement tonight. We've got some exciting things to talk about. We're going to talk about some, some movies, some that were good, some that may have, might have enraged Randy. We're going to talk about, I don't know where everybody's at tonight. Maddie D. I guess Maddie D. He's the main he's the main comic book holdover from when we actually talk comics. Yeah. Uh we might have a we might have a, some comics to talk about tonight. What? Oh my word. Wow. Oh my word. Is this still the Grolix podcast? In the future. <laughs> oh ho! In the future. In the past, we talked about comic books. And a lot of those comic books happen to also be about Swamp Thing. Mm-hmm. Which might be what we're talking about tonight. What? What year is it? I thought it was 2022. <laughs> oh, unfortunately. <laughs> unfortunately, no. Yeah. Pre pre all of this nonsense, we talked comic books. You remember those days? I wonder what the like golden year for Grolix was. Hmm. Uh, Where'd we hit our stride? Like after, after we 17. After Maybe. we decided not to do like three hour long episodes and we like, <laughs> like started batch yeah. recording and splitting them. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that was definitely a good period when we'd, yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> we'd still record like three hour episodes. We just make sure to cut them in half and release right. them as two separate episodes. Right. <sighs> now, now podcast editor Randy's like 30 minutes is that's about max for a good episode. Don't go over 30 <laughs> minutes. Right. And we still do it every week. An hour's yeah. too long. I think an hour's okay, but I think more than an hour is too much. I agree. I agree. I've come around to it. Unless I'm doing the podcast, then I don't care. <laughs> right, right. Hi, Savannah. Hello. Savannah. Shout out to Savannah, our cat dancer. I feel we shouldn't do the shout outs right the, off the top. The shout meowt. The, the meow outs. Our cat the meow outs, yes. Oh, we, man. there's two Savannahs. Whoa. Careful, careful. We're getting into doppelganger territory here. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, I'm coming to you from the Grolix time tunnel, by the way. Yeah. Okay, well, first off, how are you two doing? Did I ask you already? I don't know, but I'm stuffy. Well. I'm stuffy, so if I sniffle or whatnot, I apologize. Sound a little snuffy. Yeah, I know. Snuff, sniffly. I sound like Snuffleupagus. Speaking of Snuffleupagus, uh, HBO Max has got a great documentary on Sesame Street. It will both delight you and enrage you because you'll really? be like, wait a minute. We used to live in a world where people cared. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's owned by HBO now, right? Or or Warner Brothers, yeah, I guess. Yeah, they like part own it or something. Yeah. Hmm. 
Interesting. I don't, and I don't know exactly how that works out, uh, which is interesting that they put this documentary together about how they got funding for it from, from PB, you know, the public bot broadcasting system. And, and right. Yeah. When I shouldn't say that everything about, you know, the past is great, but like Sesame Street in the past was great. All right. Um, yep. What else? Uh, hey, hey. So, how did that, how did that Sesame Street thing come up? <laughs> Snuffleupagus. Right, right. I was gonna say because it's got puppets and Jesse loves puppets, but well, never mind. Yeah, yeah, if I can find a segue into puppets, I'm going to. <laughs> so you got, I like, don't want to bigs too. You got like Frank Oz, Jim Henson. I mean, I could talk about Sesame Street for a while, but let's go. <laughs> that reminds me of the best. What is it? Um, epic rap, rap battle. Yeah, the best epic rap battle. Of his, oh, is that yeah. Stan Lee versus uh, Jim Henson? Jim Henson, that was good. It's so good. It's I, so good. Every time that channel, they still put stuff out, but they're it's a lot longer intervals now. Mm-hmm. Every time they put out a new one, I watch it. I'm usually like, okay, that was all right, and yeah. then I go watch that one every mm-hmm. time because yeah. it's the best one. It's so good. I really like the film one too. I really like the one with the directors. Oh yeah, that one is that pretty good. That's another one of my top top ones uh so the film directors the stanley one uh and jim henson and then uh the artist one like the first time they did an art one which was pablo picasso versus bob ross love mm-hmm. that one used to show it in my methods course <laughs> i have to put a disclaimer i was like you wouldn't show this in your class but if it were a clean version of the if there were a, a world where you could where you could why would this be good why can't right. I show it to you? <laughs> uh, Epic Rap Battles of Hussarah. Yeah. So good. Mm-hmm. If yeah. you're on YouTube and you haven't watched any of those, you really should do that next after you watch this live stream. I was, I mean, I don't want to say none of the ones that they've done more recently have hit me as much, but you know, like some of the classics are still the classics, I guess is what mm-hmm. I should say. But I was so glad to see they came back because they were owned, like the series was owned by whatever company, whatever company, whatever company, Disney. Like, so like when they did that whole like Disney sweatshop thing with the Jim Henson and Stan Lee one, they they have the line, you know, in fact, what's his name? Walt Disney or whatever comes up. He's like, in fact, I own this whole series. Like technically Disney did own them at that time, which is part of what makes it great. But wow, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's part of what oh, it's so good. But uh, they don't now. Like, I, I think eventually they got the rights back or whatever. Yeah, yeah they're creator owned now and they're like Patreon funded, basically. Right. Yeah. So they came back independent, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Good. Um, We're also independent. We survive on the contributions from people like Savannah and others. So go to Patreon and, and support us. Yep, patreon.com slash Grolix Podcast. For as low as $1 a month, or if you want to join Savannah in the elite cat dancing tier, $10 a month. Ooh. Shout out to Savannah. You could get a shout out too. Uh, hit us up at Patreon. Mm-hmm. Hit us up at Patreon. It helps us out. It definitely does. I withdrew Patreon money today for stuff. So <laughs> it actually gets used to think it actually like applies. Mm-hmm. We. It does go to sustaining the show. So, yep. So, what are we talking about today? Okay. Well, first, 
let's talk a little bit about what we've been watching. Okay. I mean, that's kind of what we're talking about before we jump into uh, that's right, Savannah. She says yay, by the way. Yeah. Future audio listeners. Um, Randy made me watch Neon Genesis Evangelion. We watched, I, yes, we watched almost all of it, pretty much all of it. Uh, Savannah's watched the first three episodes of Venture Brothers. About time. You need to keep watching. It's so yeah. good. Oh, man. Early, early Venture Brothers is so much fun. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, it, it, it's all fun, but like, yeah. you know. Yeah. It's interesting because the characters that are there, they're established. Like, they hit the ground running. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. But it becomes such a character show, like a character ensemble piece. Like, after a while, at first, it's a little bit more straightforward parody of like Johnny Quest and stuff like that. But eventually, like it does, they do so well at building their own world. They just, they don't even have to parody things anymore. They just like can do their own stuff. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I, they, I, I think the thing I got, uh, I said to get her to watch it was I gave her kind of the background of, I don't even remember what his actual name is, but the guy with the big H on his head. Sergeant Hatred. Yeah, I gave her a little bit of his backstory, and I was like, "So that's a character," and she's like, "What?" And I'm like, "Right, there you go. That that's the kind of show it is." Oh yeah, ignore me, Savannah says. Oh yeah, she liked that too. Someday we might have a shirt. Um, strangers with T-shirts might have a design th- th- that goes along with that. Ignore me. Yep. If Cartoon Network Network, Network ever approves it, then yeah. Yeah, it's. It hasn't got approved. I think I'll take the. I think I'll have to like take it down and resubmit. I think it's just gone, lost, like well, through T Public, the it, like fan art submission thing. Oh, yeah. Their shows take like six years to come back. So, what a surprise me, you know? If, you know, <laughs> right, right. right. <laughs> oh, it's so good though. The little piece of artwork I did for it. I'm super proud of it. But it is awesome. Anyway, um, but yeah, real quick because I didn't really yeah. Neon Genesis Evangelion. Evangel- How is that said? Evangelion. Mm-hmm. We don't know gits about Neon Genesis. Uh, oh. Melanie and I watched the entire series, and then we watched the end of Evangelion movie. So we watched all the classic stuff, and mainly it was my doing. I was like, "Hey, let's wa- let's try watching this because it was." I know it's a weird show, and it's kind of like iconic, iconic anime series. And I, I've never really watched it. I remember watching a little bit of the movie once with no context, and that's not a thing to do. Ooh. So, uh, yeah, we watched it. It was real interesting. Very emo. <laughs> it's oh, so extreme. Yeah, that tracks. That tracks. I think uh, Japan was uh, ahead of the curve on emo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. No, by all the characters, they just hate themselves, and they will shout that out loud multiple times. Mm-hmm. Especially the further you get into the series, everybody's just like, I hate me. So, uh, well, I think they've been emo pre Akira, you know, like mm-hmm. it's just they're like, I want everybody to stay away from me, but I love me still. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's a, like they kind of did a remake of the series in in the form of some movies, uh, more modern. And like the, the fourth one just came out. Um, I actually watched uh, while Melanie were gone today. I watched a little bit of the first one to see, mm-hmm. and it it was good so far. But it's totally like a rehash of the first couple episodes. So mm-hmm. I, I know it diverges at a certain point. Are they still super like, you know, emo? 
kind of, but you know, it's right at the beginning. So you just get the one, like the main boys emo ness. Yeah. Well, he was the worst one. <laughs> yes. The anime. We're going to hit all the things tonight, Savannah. Yeah. Anime. Uh, anyway, I liked it. I, I liked it. It's weird. There's some, there's a lot of creep, creepiness to it. There's a lot of creepiness. There's a uh, young characters and it's, it, it's not like super, I, I think exploitative of the young characters, but it is very much a coming, coming of age story. So, uh, it, it's a little creepy in that respect. Mm-hmm. It, it likes to look at the girls, the show. Um, that's kind of anime in general, I think, but that is kind of anime in general. I, it was okay, but it's not my thing. It's not my kind of thing. I, I mean, he was a reluctant hero, maybe, but other than that, it, it, I'm not into like the war. I'm not into religion. I'm not into like a lot of the things that are its themes. So, but I, I still watched it and it was still okay. I would say he's less of a reluctant hero and more just reluctant until you get to the movie. And then he's just a reluctant sex pest. So yeah, that's true. <laughs> they take the opening scene of the yeah, movie. Man, it's like, man. Oh wow. You just, you just added a whole new dimension to that character that wasn't evident in the series at all. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, Oh, hey, shout YouTube out to the bots. Russians. <laughs> shout out to the Russian YouTube bot. What's going sweet. on? Sweet. That's I'm not going to go to that site. That's that's how you know we're on YouTube. Oh, I can block that user. But does that block them here or on YouTube itself? Probably just here. Um, oh, Jesse, what else have you watched? Because I know the other thing that Melanie and I have watched, because we've pretty much just watched a movie and then the Neon Genesis stuff. Uh, so what else did you watch, Jesse? Well, do you want to go TV or do you want to go movies? Let's... Let's stick with TV for a moment. Okay. Uh, so TV, the main thing that I have watched is the Book of Fett. Right, right. So I just recently, well, we just sat down and watched the most recent episode tonight. And uh, so I'm, I'm all caught up. Mm-hmm. What, days, what days do new episodes come out? Wednesdays. I think that's kind of the, okay. new, um, the new Disney Plus release date for the for most part. Okay, I'll, I'll remember that. Um, yeah, we haven't watched episode three yet, but we did okay. watch two, so we watched one and two. What did you guys think of two? Because I loved two. Like, I, I liked one. I loved two. Mm-hmm. I liked the flashback part of two, which felt right. like most of the episode, honestly. But the train thing, and it's like, oh, yeah, no, they're still totally doing a Western. This is yes mm-hmm. more yes. of a Western than a lot of Mandalorian was, actually. Right. It was um, dan- it was it was uh dances with Bantha or you know, you know like right mm-hmm. yeah it was blatantly uh native americans and dealing with a white man bringing the train through right like right. It's yeah pr- pretty interesting i was upset that they even when they died and they threw them on the big fire pile you never got to see their faces i wanted them to take off their masks so i can see who they are <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. What's that dog doing? Okay, yeah, Jesse's taking care of business at home. Um, it is weird that, yeah. So, are the masks just their faces? No, I mean, it's obviously not. Re- it's obviously stuff that they put on over their faces, but I want to know what their faces look like. Are they fish people? I'm sure they're not because it's a dry planet, but 
it looks like it used to be an ocean in their in their trippy lizard flashbacks. You know, it, it is weird that they established that even in death they dispose of them. They don't take the mask off. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They uh, that comes up in uh, episode three. Like they they kind of hint that there's more to. Tatooine or however you pronounce it. Um, Are they fish people? And the water situation. Oh, the pike? I think so. Interesting. That's cool. Um, Okay. Oh, the the sand people, the uh, Tusken Raiders? Yeah. Tusken Raiders. What else did you watch, Jesse? Okay, so the other thing that I watched uh, was... So... Back to movies, uh, I watched The Green Knight, so I caught up to you guys. Mm-hmm. Did you love it? I, <laughs> I did love it. So I I do get, because I had a bunch of people that were like, you want to watch the stupidest movie ever? <laughs> watch The Green Knight, you know? I was just like, what? Because I also had heard incredible things. It was like 50-50. And so yeah. then I watched it, and I was like... Okay, I get why they're mad. Like after seeing it, I was like, "Okay, I see why they're mad. I think they're wrong, mm-hmm. but I get why they're mad." Like, yeah. So yeah, no, I loved it. I loved it. It it is slow and plodding, and, and so I know exactly like the people who watch it and exactly what like their motivation is for going to movies, and mm-hmm. this just spits in the eye of that <laughs> a little bit. I'm a little. <laughs> I'm a little surprised. The trailer kind of put it out there. But then again, people, if they're not familiar with, first off, A24, mm-hmm. you see that studio attached, just assume it's going to be a slow burn, regardless of what kind of movie it is. Yeah. Right. But the trailer, that's what so intrigued me because it's like, oh, a fantasy movie, except the trailer played it like a weird indie art house movie, which is exactly mm-hmm. how the movie comes across. Mm-hmm. And that's what intrigued me. But like Andrew had, uh, yeah. You know Andrew's clay creations and more. Uh, he he had posted on Facebook a while back that he he hated it, and right. he was I don't know I guess expecting more of a traditional fantasy movie. And he referenced what was the other movie? I'd never even heard of it, but it was based roughly on the same source material. Oh, okay, some like eighties fantasy movie. Mm-hmm. But they they even had old like The Green Knight, didn't they? Old. Um... I, no, I don't know that. It, well, at least the movie that he had mentioned in his post wasn't that. Mm-hmm. But I was like, oh, if you're expecting that, yeah, I, I get the disappointment. Mm-hmm. That's this isn't that. Yeah. Well, I mean, the source material is a poem. So I, I feel like this movie looked like what poetry should look like. I really like the unique take on. I liked the giants, for example, I love the giant oh part. God, the giants are cool. They don't look like you'd expect giants to look in a fantasy movie. They just mm-hmm. look like huge, creepy people. Mm-hmm. Scary and for I, a totally different reason than you're yes. used to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I love the the sound because you know if something was that big, then the, the yeah. noises they would make would be more like a like whale, long and yeah. deep, and yeah. By the way, Savannah says she rewatched Throw Mama from the Train. All right. All right. Classic. Yeah. Yeah, Billy Crystal. <laughs> Who was the other guy in that? Was that the uh, Danny DeVito? I, I think so. Okay. I think so. Um, it's an odd pairing. So, 
So, where, Jesse, where does uh, Green, Green Knight, where does that sit with you? Oh, man. Uh, you know, it's so fresh that it's hard for me to say. But uh, you're like, I, I think it's it's up there, you know? Like, uh, mm-hmm. the more I like it, the, or the more I like it. The more I think about it, the more I like it, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I just I just love the idea. I mean, like, first of all, the Arthurian lore is interesting in and of itself. But all mm-hmm. uh, also the fact that this is like towards the end of Arthur's reign kind of deal and uh mm-hmm. and dealing with almost a Faustian like this this character who's just he's not doing anything good really you know yeah and then, and then like in his grand moment of I'm gonna prove myself he overdoes it like he's so mm-hmm. overdoes it and then he's faced down just in the course of his journey with all of his shortcomings over and over again mm-hmm. uh and then and then in the end you know like uh like like it gets wibbly wobbly in such a good way. Like, I don't want to spoil any of it mm-hmm. because uh, you should either be just totally in love with this ending or hate it like these other people do. Like, but I think the fact that you have such a visceral reaction just mm-hmm. pushes this into another level for me. Like, that's what I think a really good movie will do. Like, right. love it or hate it, man, you are talking about it and thinking about it because even the people who hate this movie are adamant. And I was like, right. That's what good movies do. (laughs) You're not sitting on the fence on this one. Most people are either going to love it or hate it. I don't think too many people are going to be like, it was all right. (laughs) You're you're coming away from this either truly appreciating what they did or baffled by it, annoyed by it, and feel like you wasted two hours of your life, I guess. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, it was just kind of. It's a little subversive. It's intentionally a little bit, uh, even just the way they handled the, the hero's art, the hero's journey. It's it's not that because he's not particularly an honorable person. No, at any point. <laughs> so no, really. And that's kind of a major theme of the movie. It's kind of a big po- point of it. Yeah, I love the speech the guy in the house towards the end has, or the little conversation he has with the guy in the uh, in the house because there's the man and the woman that live in that yeah. mansion about the guy the guy's like so you just uh you know you're otherwise kind of a slouch or whatever and you just go up over there on this journey and you're a hero you're right. a changed yes. person he's like oh i hope yeah, so yeah. And he's like well i hope we recognize you when you get back then it's just like yeah <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah oh and then the cinematography like the very beginning of the whole thing where it's mm-hmm. like it's just slowly panning out and like things are just starting to happen. And you're like focused in on this peasant hut until this building over here catches on fire, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. it's just slowly coming through. And then you and then you're in the whorehouse. Yep. 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 <laughs> With our hero. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah, it is. Some people just don't dig like stylistically and even like the storytelling. They, they're not going to dig it. It's it's. It's the A24 thing. Like, that's kind of almost become the studio's, like, thumbprint. It's kind of their thing is, like, weird art house. Most of the movies aren't just weird for weird. I've heard very strange things about a recent movie from out of the studio called Lamb that does look, like, kind of just weird to be weird. But um, they're not necessarily just weird to be weird. They're usually interesting experiences, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but but whatever. It's like I said. Somebody, I, I feel like the premise was like, 
you know, Arthurian fantasy movie, except, you know, what if uh, Stanley Kubrick did it when he was in a bad mood? <laughs> right, right, a little bit, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, but, I, I dug it. I, it's probably, I don't know. I don't like giving things stars, but like four, 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 right. four and a half. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It was really good. Um, usually my high star ones are ones I'm going to rewatch like over and over and over. I don't know how often I would rewatch this, but I would definitely rewatch this. And would I recommend it? I would recommend it to certain people. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Because if you're like an adrenaline junkie who, loves movies that are just escapism this is escapism but it's it's gonna bore some of my friends you know like uh, right my good friend of the show axton kaler i would never ever (laughs) recommend this one to him oh really it's not this this would not be his cup of tea no yeah i mean i think if you're into those kind of movies you know uh, you know so based on what we've said i think you'll know if you'll like it or not or potentially like it um, what else? What else? Uh, really, Melanie and I, we've already covered what we watched, Neon Genesis and, uh, oh no, we haven't. The the other movie. Yeah. Okay. Don't look up. Oh, okay. Yeah, we should get into that because like my other ones are like Cobra Kai and, uh, um, uh, some other movies that we, ha- we can save for a later date and expand on them more. <laughs> I don't know if Savannah's still around. She said she'll listen later. She had to put mm-hmm. Reed to bed. So <laughs> Melanie and I, I know at least watched this because Savannah. Oh yeah. yeah. Get mentioning it. Mm-hmm. Somebody else mentioned it too. I can't remember. Oh, Tina. Yeah. So what do you guys think of, uh, are we talking about this now? Yeah. yeah I think we should. I think we should. Uh, okay. Well, I, I liked it, but okay. I also mm-hmm. liked it because it makes me mad. I like, I think that's the point. I think that's why most people who do like this movie like it is because it's like, oh my God. It, you know, it's like Idiocracy 2.0. Mm-hmm. Like a smarter version of Idiocracy, really. I feel like I actually wrote a review of it on Letterboxd, a, a short one. So, so, you know, I had strong feelings. You're I only serious? ever, I yeah. do that rarely. Yeah. But, uh, for me, I think it's a good movie. I didn't enjoy it, though. I did not enjoy watching it. <laughs> and part of that might be just like kind of my attitude about n- news and current events anymore. Like sometime in this last year, the world broke me and I just can't deal with I just can't. I can't. Yeah. Certain things just get under my skin instantaneously. And this just hits on it. It's just the over the utter stupidity and it hits on it really well to where partway through the movie, I'm like, this sucks. I hate this movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, it's like the reverse of what we were just talking about. Like the fact that uh, you had such a visceral reaction means they did their job maybe a little too well. I think exactly. Exactly. And that's what I said. I was like in, in my litter box review, I was like, the, I, they accomplished what they set out to accomplish because it made me so like, it was a very unpleasant watch. Um, and I think like you mentioned idiocracy and it is that same type of like, they're going for satire, but I feel like for me, what might've improved it unlike idiocracy, I don't think they added enough either super intriguing characters or story. The characters were not bad. They were mostly likable. Um, not that they have to be likable or more humor. And I felt like it was not quite heavy on either of those to like didn't didn't love the jonah hill stuff (laughs) 
It was okay. It was okay. <laughs> Meryl Streep, man, I I was shocked how well she f- just slunk into that role. Right. <laughs> it's like, whoa. All right. It's interesting. That's because it's so it's such an obviously uh, you know, modeled after a certain administration, mm-hmm. but with the face of another potential administration. Right. I feel like it's a little intentional to like confuse. Not confused, mm-hmm. but to like, you know, not be because if they if it was some rich orange guy, like it'd be so on the nose. Mm-hmm. Right. So they kind of whatever, but subverted expectation of that. Yeah. Right. But but the way they behave, the the her fans, it's very obvious which party it's supposed to represent. Yeah. That was okay. So in terms of satire, like it's just too, it's just too real. Because right. reality is so stupid that it's hard to do good satire of reality. Yeah, without just lowering it to that level. But the one part that was like satire that made me laugh was towards the end. I, I feel like the second half for me was more enjoyable after we got through the first half. Like, mm-hmm. and then realizing there was another hour to go, I was like, I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The second half was okay though. It wasn't as irritating to me. But when when there's a rally towards the end and it's there's the don't look yes. up, the yes. don't look up, don't thing. look up. And one, yeah. one of the truck truck driver hat wearing guys in the crowd looks up. What they lied. It's like that's been up there for like weeks at that point. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> stupid. Yeah. It's so visible stupid. now to the naked eye. And like, yeah, yeah, it was real all along. Mm-hmm. It, it, I, I mean, it was realistic to a point, but it, the thing that frustrated me and made me angry was how long it took them to get to the point ever. And that's not realistic. That's not that's not real to me. To me. Well, I think except for it being an allegory for a thing that's actually happening and we're still arguing about. Well, I think it. the premise of the thing is is the whole thing. And I think the part of my problem and maybe what you're kind of alluding to Melanie is like you get to the you get to the point of like what the movies make you know, you get to the point the movie's making mm-hmm. pretty quick mm-hmm. yeah and then it just hits that point for two uh-huh. hours and that's yeah, when I'm yeah. like oh god come on I get it we know I yeah. knew by the synopsis yeah, yeah. this is not good escapism <laughs> <laughs> no, no. no no and I'm not well, you know, we were just kind of talking about I'm not necessarily like movies don't have to be escapism, but this is like just hits on one of those not escapism things that I have very little tolerance for anymore uh, in real life. So their fictional version of it, I wasn't super fond of. <laughs> yeah, it's like and, still and pushing the mad. same button. Right. I was mad what they did with Leonardo DiCaprio's character because I liked him and I didn't like that he was kind of a right. D-bag. And I really like his wife, and I was very upset for her. Yeah. All right. So. I, what were you going to say? Nothing. Oh, just okay. Nice. I just thought it was fun to see uh, Leonardo DiCaprio just make a dumb f- movie that's uh-huh. not chasing an Oscar. It just like, I was like, I was so happy to see this version of DiCaprio again. Mm-hmm. I didn't need another Gangs of New York. Right. <laughs> Well, he he, but he's chasing uh, ever since what was it, the bear attack movie? <laughs> I know it has a different yeah. That's not, uh, the reverend, no, the rever, yeah, reverend, 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 reverend. Yeah. Ever since then, at least he's chasing the climate change movies. Like, oh. I'm, not that all movies he does are about that, but I know that's a thing. Like, he 
finally won an Oscar and he used it to preach his climate change, whatever, whatever. I'm sure other yeah. people complain yeah. oh, about. Oh, yeah, I remember that. So it made it made sense that he was in this. But I did enjoy the character because it's like he plays an anxious, I guess, kind of nerdy. He's just like whatever, a, a science guy, an anxious science guy who's got no yeah. game. Um, <laughs> I love the bit where they're like, don't use any math. And he's like, but it's all math. Right. <sighs> because it is. I did want to slap him though when they have that first meeting with the president and he just yeah. is not spitting it out. It's like, dude, just I just know, spit exactly. it out. Yeah, that's that scene is a good example of like why this movie's just like nails on a chalkboard. It's like just get to the we know we get the joke. Just get to it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because I love that he brings his chops to this to this role too. Though you know, it's like yeah, right, yeah. it's played so it's played so well. It is the acting's good. The acting's good. And what's her name? Yeah. Oh. Okay. Savannah's not here, but she does the other main character. I don't remember Jennifer something. I think right. Yeah. Savannah doesn't like her, but she likes her in this movie. So oh, yeah, she's Mystique, right? Uh, yeah. Jennifer Lawrence. Kat- so. Katniss Everdeen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Kat- Katniss Everdeen. That's her name. At one time, we were like, she's America's sweetheart. Man, and- odds are never in her favor. <laughs> They're never in her favor. But I. I I thought she was good in this. I I, oh, I liked yeah. her character actually. Yeah, I think her she was my favorite character in it, and I love that scene was, in the grocery store where she's just like, and they're just like, "Wow, you really don't care." Like, <laughs> yeah. No, because we're all gonna die. Are you kidding me? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That whole bit with the the like the kids, the teenagers. Yeah, that amused me. I was like, because it just didn't go anywhere I expected. She's like, right. oh. Oh, she is going to go hang out with them. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, I was glad they went through with it um, at the end, you know, and not and not had it like you know they didn't pull the punch, the big punch, right? Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. And I liked how it was done. Uh, mm-hmm. I I don't know who the one guy was supposed to be, like after the uh, the big um, electronics guy. Right, like the iPhone guy. I mean, he wasn't. I don't know who he's supposed to represent necessarily. Um, he's freaking weird. And I was like, is he the kind? Is he? At first, I was thinking he was the like the kind of guy that's like everybody put on their Nikes. The spaceship is coming. You know, I thought it was like that. (sighs) He, if that actor hasn't played one of those roles, he needs to. Is that the same guy that played um, the main guy in Ready Player One? I don't know. It felt like it felt like a very similar portrayal if it wasn't even the same actor. Um, but I mean, like he's like a uh, an amalgam of so many different people. He's like yeah. weird and alien, like Zuckerberg. He's clearly uh, supposed to be kind of like Elon Musk in terms of his uh, wealth and influence. And mm-hmm. then he's also got like almost a Steve Jobs sort of style. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah, this is a weird amalgam. Exactly, he did feel like yeah, a combination of mm-hmm. the obvious for for uh, what is it? Post what is the word? Spokesman, I guess, for a big tech company is whatever. Mm-hmm. His stuff was interesting. I I did kind of enjoy his character. Is super weird, mm-hmm. and I was okay with the end little comedic <laughs> bit. Yeah, after oh, yeah. After, after everything credits, goes down. yeah. Um, you get killed by a whatever. You don't even know what that is. 
Right, right. See, I like that. That's going a little bit more like absurd and unrealistic. Mm-hmm. So, but not the part where they keep track of everything you do and then use it to formulate theories about you. Right. But you know what? I read a thing once about the things that Facebook looks at, which I'm sure it's changed since then, but I would be considered smart because I like thunderstorms and curly fries and there's one other thing. And I'm like, really? Thunderstorms and curly fries? That makes you smart? I mean, okay, good. Because I, yeah, I like them, but strange. Yeah, that's not really, I guess they collected all that data on most people. They're like, we don't need that anymore. We just listen to you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Was it the one time that the guy uh, was it Leo Leo DiCaprio like kind of claps back at him and he's just like, "These are all the reasons that you suck, and all uh-huh. my data points on how bad you are." And I was like, "Oh, he was just a big fan, <laughs> and you hurt his feelings." Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I there's God, there's one other thing I wanted to say about it, and I'm, I keep losing it, so. So it's all good. Mm-hmm. This is the thing about the snacks. Was she had she was just stuck on that. Mm-hmm. He's like selling these snacks that are free. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love I, something about that. Just making them wait, you know, like that. Yeah. And, and I know again, that's another analog for a, a certain administration, like criminally uh, does that. But I bet all administrations do that to some degree where it's like, this is a really important thing and we're just going to make you wait. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, you know what? We're not going to have time to get that done today. So we'll talk to you tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Even though oh, we've yeah. waited here for hours. You know, I think Jonah Hill might actually be a, a bad word in person because he's just really good at being it that way. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, plays a good one. Mm-hmm. And his nice always seems fake when he's trying to be a nice guy. Right. But at least he's not like, you know, he, he can be, he can kind of do some different stuff. He's not like a Mark Wahlberg where he has to be like either a cop or a bad guy or right. somebody from Boston. Or uh, like James Franco, <laughs> where he has to be a stoner or like super depressed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's got two, he's got two moods. It's got two mm. looks. Or apparently no, no, out of work as I, he got canceled, I guess. He got James Franco got weirdly quietly canceled where everybody's just like, yeah, no, he's canceled. It's like, what? What, what happened to him? Right. I enjoyed the things he was in. Yeah, what happened? No, he, he chose interesting roles most of the time when he wasn't just co-signing whatever Seth Rogen was on. Right. Yeah. Right. And then I Seth Rogen got all artsy and now like... He's he's the one to follow. He's doing interesting things that aren't just stoner laugh movies. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, it took him long enough. I'll stick with Seth Rogen for a while. I think I think until him he and, gets canceled, and then I'll be right. like, I liked his stuff. Him and Snoop Dogg <laughs> and Martha Stewart should all do a thing together. <laughs> right, I'd watch that show. That'd be fun. Mm-hmm. Um. I just want to real real quick because I don't think this is going to be a, a show that we all watch. But uh, after after watching a certain uh, Marvel superhero movie, I was oddly compelled to watch other movies that other actors might be in. Mm-hmm. 
And okay. So I, watched, so I watched a movie that's on HBO Max. It's called Never Let Me Go. And it's set in this weird future where, like, humans are, um, like, genetically, uh, genetically almost constructed, mm-hmm. basically to like their whole goal is to become a organ farm for someone else. Mm-hmm. Oh, so they're almost like a clone with the purpose of, uh, if I need a, a kidney, you'll be the uh-huh. perfect match for me. Right. And so these people like grow up in this like commune, uh, type of mm-hmm. situation. So they have like a, almost like a Catholic school type upbringing kind of deal. And so it just, it focuses in around like these three friends that are all basically assigned to this fate and, uh, and follows them through essentially a life cycle because they have, I can't remember what it's called. Like a, a do like when they have to donate their, their organ, it's called something. And then when they're done, like when they're done, it's called, Oh, you're finished, you know, or you're, or something like that. And, uh, uh-huh. is basically code for they, they gave too many organs and died. <laughs> right. That, that, I was just wondering that it, why wouldn't they have like maybe two or three? Because that's basically what it is. Like you two or three, and then you're done unless, you know, like you needed an eye or something. Mm-hmm. Like weird stuff like that. I don't even know if you can get an eye transplant, but I assume if you were literally invented to farm organs, then mm-hmm. you'd, you'd probably be a perfect match for that kind of thing, if that's even possible. Mm-hmm. But it's not a movie that was even on my radar, and uh-huh. it's kind of in the line of like a Green Knight and uh, don't look up kind of thing. In that it doesn't, it's not going to leave you feeling like good, right? Uh-huh. But it's. Uh, but it is a compelling watch. Mm-hmm. Very drama, so not not gonna give you your adrenaline hit. But is it as good as uh, Gattaca? Is that, no, not Gattaca. What's the one where uh, it's got Jude Law and um, Ethan Hawke? Maybe. What is that called? And he's in the future, and we wanted he's pretending to be Jude Law because only genetically engineered people can go into space or something. Well, that sounds like. Gattaca, but is it maybe that, it is Gattaca? That might be Gattaca. Okay, well, I was thinking, I was thinking maybe Gattaca was the one with Halle Berry, the scary one that was not. Uh, no, Gattaca had um, Kill Bill Lady. Can't think of her name offhand. Uh, Uma Thurman. Uma Thurman. Yep, yep, oh, okay. yep. That's it. Okay, so never let me go. Looking at its IMDb while you were talking, sent me down a, a short rabbit hole. Um. Because it's directed by Mark Romanik, who is, that's a name I recognize. He used to do a lot of music videos and work with Nine Inch Nails and stuff. Um, and he's done some other interesting movies like One Hour Photo. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Robin Williams thing. Yeah. Um, so I was like, oh, what else has this guy done? And it, it looks like, you know, because I didn't, it surprised me that he'd done that because I don't think he's done a whole lot of movies still. And he hasn't. He's done shorts and TV and uh, music videos still and a few movies, but Lock and Key 2010 oh. TV movie. And I was oh. like, wait, there was a Lock and Key 2010? I was like, that's is, is that based on the Lock and Key comic, of which there is now a Netflix series? Um, yeah, it was apparently a TV pilot shot in 2010 for Fox oh. that did not get picked up. And huh. It seemed very interesting to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah no doubt. 
I I would have been intrigued by what you know he he's definitely got a a style like not necessarily like a recognizable visual style but he's his stuff's stylistic but in a more natural way natural like like something green <laughs> nice oh man speaking of comics <laughs> okay so how this you know what I want to pull up we got to do this proper. If we're going to do a comic review or discussion, we got to do this proper. Mm-hmm. Don't mind my, my loud typing. <laughs> Clicky clack. Clack. Mechanical keyboard's the way to go. I guess unless you're like a streamer or something. <laughs> then it's probably the worst idea. But, okay. I'm, I'm actually was unsure of like what issues this collected. I think it's Be- just like a book, right? Or oh, is it's it- just on its own, is it? Okay, I think so. Cool. I think it's like they're releasing like basically a a big issue. I don't know if you'd call it like an annual or that kind of thing, but like a so it's called book one. It's like a I think on uh, like sticker price, it's like six bucks or something. So it's longer than your average comic, but it's mm-hmm. not like an issues. Yeah, it's like. Yeah. It's like 40, not 50 pages, something like that. Uh, but what we're talking about is I did not. Yeah, I, I assumed it was like a trade. No wonder I couldn't find specifics. Like a um, ma- whether they call that a maxi, a maxi trade or a maxi issue or something. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like when we did Super uh, Superboy or Superman Secret Identity, how it was in like a bigger than normal comic, but not a full trade. Right, mm-hmm. right. Like a mini trade. So we're discussing Swamp Thing, Green Hell, Green Hell. Did I say that the right the first time? Whatever, Green Hell. Uh, from book one from DC Comics, written by Jeff Lemire, art by mm-hmm. Doug Mankey. And who's the other person on the cover? DC Comics page still doesn't like. I'm looking at it on. DC Comics website and they still don't list like the colorist and stuff like that. Put that on the website. Mm-hmm. What are you doing? Yeah. Respect your artists. Right. Um. Anyway. Are you going to share it? What? The cover. Yeah. Okay. I will. <laughs> this one thing's pretty. Right oh, now. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um. Not that one. That's small. When we used to do when we used to do edited podcasts, uh-huh. uh, we'd record these things beforehand, and then I'd spend hours editing them. You wouldn't hear none of this, but it still happened. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, oh yeah. This is how the sausage is made. Yep. <laughs> now you get to hear it all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Just want to make sure to find a, a good large image of it. Okay. How big is that? That's pretty big. There we go. All right. Share. Share screen. I don't I guess I don't have to say it out loud. <laughs> <laughs> In case you ever wanted to know how this works. There it is. Look at that. Yeah, so and the whole the whole, Jesse, I appreciate yes. you even mentioning this. I did not realize this was was a thing and I did not realize Jeff uh Lemire wrote it, but you had messaged us in our group chat that you read it so i didn't know about it either except that uh there was some news recently that jeff lemire was going um exclusive 
with image. So, but there was, you know, it's exclusive because there are some caveats. He is going to finish out his black hammer stuff with dark horse. And he is going to finish out this swamp thing, Mm -hmm. green hell. So, uh, other than that, he's sticking with image, which makes sense because a lot of his work is creator owned and they've done well by him in that regard. Like a lot of his big things have come out through image, right? Mm-hmm. Um, a few, a few through dark horse, but like uh, most of the stuff that you see in these other companies have been their IPs or an IP that he created for them kind of thing. Right. Yeah. He, he's also done. Um, he did sweet tooth, mm-hmm. which of course the Netflix series is based on. Uh, you oh, mentioned black that- hammer. What? I, I wanted to. This is my opportunity to correct my faux pas from last week. Uh, right. I mentioned that uh, Hawkeye was uh, was Matt Fitton. Matt Fitton is a script editor for Big Finish. Gee, I wonder where I got that name. It was actually a Matt Fraction run. And why that's pertinent to this is that Jeff Lemire actually took over that Matt Fraction run after a certain point, or did a couple issues of that run later on. But but I I miss I misstated last last week about Hawkeye and that classic run. Okay. Um, no, yeah. All good. All good. Mm-hmm. Good correction too, I suppose We're, that we'll end up with. <laughs> yeah. I don't no. know. Gets about, about Hawkeye. I was like, no, I do. I just, I, I've, I got my favorite things mixed up. <laughs> right. <laughs> I got my big finish doctor who stuff mixed up with my, you know, my comic book stuff. Mm-hmm. So even though Jeff Lemire, he is like super well known for his his own his independently created stuff. Um, it was his run on Animal Man that really like kind of hooked me on his stuff mm-hmm. because the New Fifty Two launched back when I was reading comics. When I the New Fifty Two was kind of like my comics reading period. I started around the beginning of that. It maybe fell off shortly after. It <laughs> right totally coincidental both times honestly, but. His Animal Man run tied very close with um, Scott Snyder. He wrote a big chunk of it, not the whole uh, Swamp Thing run, but tied into Swamp Thing. So the only reason I read Animal Man is because I was like, oh, it's Scott Snyder's Swamp Thing. I got to read that. And between the two, and they were pretty much intertwined most of their runs. Mm -hmm. Between the two, it was Animal Man that was like... Right. I remember you saying that and being surprised because like you were so into most things Swamp Thing. Right. Right. Between the two, it wasn't really a contest. Well, they he did. He I'm not sure who like if he come up with it or when that came in, but the introduction of the red and the rot and like Uh especially the red tied Animal Man pretty close to the whole Swamp Thing lore. Um and that's in your message you mentioned in this, you know, Jeff Lemire, Swamp Thing, uh, the green, the red, the rot. And I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm, I'm there. What is this? I got to know. <laughs> is this check every box? <laughs> and and folks, like if you want a quick synopsis of this, this yeah. is like old man Logan. If Swamp Thing aged, that's yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like that look, take on it. Well, it's not, um, and, and, and it doesn't necessarily apply to Swampy himself, but but it kind of does. It kind of does. Mm-hmm. So it's also very climate change oriented, I think, or right. like you know. Oh yeah, I was. I always have like 
things I could say during the podcast that I never actually say that I think about before the show. And I was going to say, uh, so, you know, in a very like climate, sh- like water world world, right. Where climate change is like ruining everything, uh, you know, which also happens to be the scenario in which this book takes, takes place. I, I butchered it. See, this is why I don't say the things I think before uh-huh. <laughs> I set it up all wrong. I wish I could edit real life sometimes. So <laughs> yeah, it is like, it's, it's basically like a water world scenario. Mm-hmm. We're heading that way. Yeah. There's a little bit of land, a little, a few places you can live, but they mentioned that like the water just keeps rising. So, mm-hmm. right. It starts with these guys in a boat and they like they're out there and they can't even catch a fish. And Mm -hmm. it's kind of like laughable. It's like, what do you think you were going to catch a fish? (laughs) Like, like, was there like going into land of like nobody catches anything, man? Mm -hmm. I'm not really sure how to approach. Yeah. So most of this book, this first book, there's no not necessarily any like known characters or people we're familiar with. Mm-hmm. I guess it's kind of more setting it, setting up the world, you know, it's the, down the line and uh, everything's gone to crap and there's a few people left and they're like, we're the last ones and we're not going to last long type scenario. Right. Yeah. And of course, some of those people are, are, are D bags and they are like, give me us your food. So there's, there's human right. conflict, of course. Uh-huh. Um. Yeah, it did feel very Walking Dead. Like it made me think of Negan and his crew running, right. coming in on the survivors and being like, "It's t- it's that time of the month. You need to pay up." Mm-hmm. But even worse than that, because the one dude's like, "Yeah, I know you were married to my sister, and that's my niece, but still, give me everything you got." You right. know? Oh that's, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I feel like we could go full spoilers. I don't want to jump to the very end yet, but right, we do get a swamp thing in this. That's not right. Yeah, it's the green, basically. Was it the green, the raw, and the red are all basically like, we've had enough. They have ruined this place. We can we can fix this, but first, we got to deal with the problem. Yeah. Yeah, I and thought that was people. interesting. <laughs> yeah, the three, the, the three, and if you're Parliaments. unfamiliar, if you're unfamiliar, the green was kind of the first one that came along in the comics. Uh, and that's, you know, nature, the, the plants, stuff like that. That's what makes a swampy, a swampy. Well, that's a, that's an Alan Moore construct. Isn't yeah. It? yeah. 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 Um, with the parliament of trees and, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh, the rot is decay, mm-hmm. uh, kind of personified in a way, like it's its own thing and it's always disgusting. Like, yeah. I feel like the rot for artists probably are fun if they like drawing sure. gross stuff yeah um and then the red is is meat basically yeah. it's animals mm-hmm. right they actually do have they had several others that they made or that they introduced at one point in time but yeah it'd be too confusing to bring all the rest of them in well i i know there was technology mm-hmm. in the later part of um i don't know if it was so much animal man but the later mm-hmm. part of the the new 52 or maybe even post that uh swamp thing mm-hmm. brought in technology mm-hmm. There's as a also- thing I think fungus and oh, that'd be good, yeah. And and then one other one at least, but I don't remember what it is. Right. I feel like the and blue basi- is the or is that just the blue swampy from space? I feel like he like tapped into the blue or something else. Mm-hmm. Right. That's such a, the blue. Was it my blue heaven or whatever? That's such a good issue. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
but the three, the three, the green, the red, and the rot are like, we don't like it underwater. And this is not going to do what we're not. We need to get rid of these people. And even the reds like, hey, that's that's I can't act against humanity because I'm meat like that's yeah. acting against my own interest. But we can survive on small creatures, mm-hmm. but they're all like underwater's no good. We don't like it, yeah. but we need to get rid of these humans. And basically, I don't remember what the why the rot wasn't couldn't do it, but they're like green. You got to take care of these people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Parliament of Trees like, all right, we got it. And they make a new swampy out of uh, one of the jerk, one of the jerk humans. Uh, he gets killed and thrown in some water. And now we've got a basically a avenging swampy. I know that the swampy thing changes how he is created, but it's like that was real quick. Like he's in oh, yeah. the water and then like instantly there's, you know, there's the swampy. I thought they had to have some kind of like, you know, something happened. Like, first of all, I thought they had to die from fire, but I guess that's wrong. And then, and then don't they have to like, you know, grow into a swampy, not just like it's instant. He was ripe. They would say he's <laughs> ripe. Um, yeah. Well, you know, well, I'll call the Alec version or whatever, you know, like that's like, there was some kind of formula. There was an explosion. He was in the swamp. They, they tried to make it your classic DC origin where it's like, there's all just this irreparable or not irreparable, but ir, um, uh, Something you can't re- replicate, unreplicable uh, yeah. origin, you know, like the lightning struck Barry Allen and these this weird mix of chemicals and the lightning turned him into the fastest man alive. Uh-huh. Right, right. Um, but no, yeah, it's super quick in this, though. It's like he falls in the water. Everyone's still fighting and right. he's up and t- I didn't realize, although looking at the cover now, um, yeah, it's DC Black Label. Whoa! This is gory. This is yeah. super gory. Um, kind of like so this the is little... like the new Vertigo, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, apparently the only thing they they can't do is show Batman's wang. That's the only time they tr- <laughs> they pulled something, and they're like, and people got upset, and they ended up censoring it. But otherwise, they could do whatever they want. I guess. Um, <laughs> they're weirdly like they're real kind of touchy when it comes to batman batman's love life aren't they <laughs> yeah i think so it was just like no he'd do anything for love but he won't do that <laughs> right <laughs> heroes don't do that heroes was, don't that was referenced that was harley to something quinn. not long yeah. ago oh yeah, really that was, uh, harley quinn um and them talking about him doing something with catwoman oh did they even reference that in harley quinn i think so maybe okay that's funny heroes don't do that um, I love that they got told that and so they just used that direct line in the Harley Quinn show <laughs> but yeah it's like it, it you know it's there was that swamp swamp thing live action show that we never even finished um, and that was like a rated R movie right and they had except it was an Alec Holland swamp thing but they had swamp thing go full like tear people apart monster mm-hmm. and uh yeah, that's kind of how this one is. It's it's interesting to see a Swamp Thing. You don't see it often in the comics. A Swamp Thing creature just be able to, like, whatever, tear people apart. And it's so easy. It's like a zombie. Like, he doesn't really... Does he speak? I, I'm blanking he does, on if but he, he does. He says a couple things to the one character who that was his brother-in-law or whatever. Um, 
that has some of his personality, basically like mentioning the sister or whatever. But otherwise, he just says like no more mm-hmm. the, the end right. or whatever. Right. Be- because before he got killed, he was an, he was like, this is like, there's no point to any of us being here. This is dumb. We should all just be gone. This should be over. The world's over. Right. Mm-hmm. And then he got killed. And that's kind of seems to be his thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Yeah, it seems like a weird choice for a swampy, except it's he's a he's a good choice for the purpose, I suppose. Right. Nihilism. Yeah, basically. The- <laughs> What's Nihilism. that? Nihilism plus, uh, you know, the edict of the parliament. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I was yeah, I was down with that. And then uh, then we get to the end and it, it's it's got the. Oh, yeah. A I was big like spoiler now. Yeah. Because they mentioned him. In the lighthouse. And I'm like, was it like, is that where Swampy's I kept, at? I kept thinking it was going to be Aquaman or something. I was like, because there's a lighthouse reference and all this stuff. I was like, is it going to be Aquaman? Like, this is a weird way to take this Swamp Thing book. And I'm like, is it going to be Alec Holland or something weird? You know, uh, I, I was thinking it was going to be the guy that was the in charge of the rot. What's that? He was the like uncle of Abby. Oh, yeah. They ended up making uh, Arcane. Yeah. Oh, they like, did. Oh, yeah. At one point, Arcane kind of got became, out of hell. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he the, went to the side of the rot because that makes sense, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Since yeah. when, when you're dead, you that would happen. <laughs> right. Uh, But but it was neither. It was none of those people. <laughs> it was. Oh, man. And they they knew they're like, OK, yeah. It was a good call. Other Swamp Things do okay, right? Like mm-hmm. other Swamp Things, new series, they do okay. But everybody, everyone wants the Swamp Thing characters. And right. so the turns out the guy in the lighthouse who nobody wants to talk to, and he doesn't talk to any of the people in the little community that's on this island, uh, it's Constantine. Yeah. Which is so, so good. good. Such a good review. Perfect way to do it. Mm-hmm. And no wonder nobody talks to him because everybody he talks to dies. <laughs> that's true that's true as established that's exactly it yeah that's, yep <laughs> yeah and, that's Grawlix lore for y'all so you know go back into the back catalog and, uh, listen to all the things we have to say about John Constantine it's true mm-hmm. they die yeah so this so this angry evil swampy is ripping through town and they go to they go to the guy at the lighthouse Constantine and uh, Constant and they're like help us and he's like oh, I know what to do uh, you blah 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 and it, I mean, I don't know how, but whatever magic, yep, magic, yep. And he resurrects or conjures Alec Holland Swamp Thing, who has apparently been dead or in the heaven that Swamp Things go to. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, he's very upset. Um, Not having it. Yeah, but mm-hmm. is I mean, I guess it makes sense because he's magic or whatever. But is Constantine more Constantine immortal? Because I mean, he looks he looks a little aged, but he doesn't. I wonder if he doesn't time travel at some point, you know, like that's a thing, you know, because I was wondering that too. Like, how far in the future is this? How is he possibly still alive? Kind of thing. They make him old. Like he's he's old. And the little girl even's like even says, like, what what's he going to do? He's an old man. Mm -hmm. And I think part of it, maybe maybe this future is not that far out, you know. Right. Mm -hmm. But also when I think Constantine, I think. You know, I don't know, 20s, 30, 20, 30, 30 something, maybe mm-hmm. in the 80s. 
or whenever like a lot of the sure, Alan sure. Moore stuff was written. But you know, he's a comic book character, so he's pro- pro- he's potentially always like thirty, like now in twenty twenty or twenty twenty two. So you know, I don't know, 40, 50 years down the line, maybe. Sure. Yeah. Well, that's kind of fifties, maybe a bit much. No, it's possible. Yeah, he could be seventies. Yeah, the way he's drawn in this, yeah. Oh. But also supernaturally augmented, you know, I mean, as far as you think about like old man Logan, well, that works with him because he's got the healing factor, which slows his aging. The Hulk in that can, who knows if the Hulk can even die. He just has to be mad all the time. Uh, Yeah. But I don't feel like that was that far in the future either, because most of those characters are still alive, like the Red Skull and all them. Mm -hmm. The Hawkeye is still alive, so. Maybe it's not that far down the road, but this feels like maybe just an alternate history or not alternate history, but an alternate future. Right. So not, not kingdom come. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is Okay. So is this just, is there anything that sets this up or is this just a, I think it's just a, one of those. like an elsewhere, just like a, cool. like an old man, Logan kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Nothing, cool. nothing else to it. Right. Because I know there's a swampy, I think there's a swampy going on now. In fact, I know there's a mini series that was slated for 10 or seven issues. I don't know. And it got extended, but I don't think it's, you know, I think it's a different swampy. And I, even though I said I'd start reading comics, comics again, when they started doing more swampies and they have been, uh, you know, this is the one that brought you back. This is the one that brought me back appropriately. (laughs) He got out and we just reeled him back in. Elderly Constantine conjured me from where I was at. <laughs> and and he's almost as mad as Alec. <laughs> this this was good. It was too short. Uh, yeah. We we did have, of course, I f- should have figured. We had a lot to say about it. But, like, really, world building, initial setup, that's it. There's not a lot of other stuff going on. So, yeah. I wanted, I wanted more. But yeah. it looks like but That's February, a good sign. Yeah. Yeah. I think February book two is supposed to come out. I'm in. I, I recommend it. it. You will be disappointed, but you will be left wanting more, which is a good right. kind of disappointed, not right. the, the bad kind of disappointed. Yeah. Cause I love Swamp Thing and things that grow like bacteria, like in my thing you should be amazed by. Oh, what should we be amazed by? Um, the. Uh, three previously unknown strains of bacteria were discovered growing on the International Space Station. Um, and it's happened before, like I think 2011 and 13 and 15 or something like that. Uh, they, they found some, but the, these ones, the newly discovered strains, are members of the Methylobacteria, say, uh, Adjamali, I don't know, I was probably saying that wrong, <laughs> it's, it's all good. bacteria family, which is commonly found in soil and fresh water. And they assist plant growth by fixing nitrogen and preventing pathogens. So they assume that they came from the some of the plant growing experiments that they've been doing on ISIS or ISS, excuse me, not ISIS. (laughs) ISIS. Um, And they're excited about them because they think that these strains could be um, beneficial to the space farming um, and could help this, you know, could help the the. the food grow faster and stronger and whatever. Uh, and the only other thing, which isn't necessary, but I like that they had to add in that uh, 
they've been they've been experimenting with growing different kinds of plants to supplement their diets, but also because uh, it's psychologically uh, advantageous for to, to them for them to grow plants. And I'm like, oh, okay, sure. So, so yeah, they grow they grow plants for food, but they grow them so that they don't go crazy. Also, and now there's new bacteria because of it. So, yeah, space bacteria. It makes me think of uh, Christopher R. Mims' The Moon Zombies. Yeah? Yeah. Which are just like plant zombies on a moon base. Mm-hmm. <laughs> was that that... Was that one of the shorts in that? Uh, no, that's a that's a full-blown okay. one, so... Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah. No, that's a fun one. That, uh, that's one of my favorites. Because mm-hmm. it's very Star Trek, very... That kind of thing. <laughs> I think the, the shorts one had my favorite bit, which was the people in the wall or whatever. The yeah, wall, that, yeah, the wall people. That was so good. Yeah, creepy. Mm-hmm. That's our go-to. That's what we go to. That's, <laughs> that's our go-to. It's what we go to. And on those <laughs> profound words, <laughs> how do you know, how do you know we're ready to wrap it up? We can't word anymore with our Dude. face mouths. Right, <laughs> right, right. Um, yeah. Hey. Well, Jesse, you got anything exciting coming up? Oh, you know what? Actually, I do. Um, I'm going to be talking Cobra Kai season four with Lee Searcy on the Covert Nerd podcast. Uh, We've been kind of doing one a year since uh, I think it was season two. Uh, Been rapping with with Lee and his daughter, Ruth, about uh, all things Cobra Kai and Karate Kid. And we'll, you know, like we usually get into the weeds a little bit. Um, so I'm going to be recording that this weekend. And so I don't know when it'll go out, but it'll, it should be coming up soon. And I'll let you know more when I know more about the release date. Awesome. So. Um, I will be record. I don't know when it's coming out, but here soon, I think, I think this weekend I'll be recording an episode of, I'll be joining Paul and Billy on Moose's Monster Mash to talk about, uh, some of the top 2021 horror movies. Oh man, those are some de- those are going to be some interesting uh conflict potentially conflicting views cuz I know y'all have like <laughs> like all three of you have different uh like criteria, you know, like your the way that you rate movies is wildly different. So that'll be interesting. It'll be uh, interesting. Definitely a listen. I know one of the movies we'll be discussing will be uh Malignant and that's one that uh we 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 got into oh, spirited sure, conversations, yeah. you know, between me on the live show and Paul in the chat. So, right. Um, but I'm I'm looking forward to it. I think it'll be fun. Uh, yeah. well, especially since what you know, like there was only probably a handful of things that came out, or maybe maybe horror thrived in this this current era we're in. Right. Because we had Candyman. We had some, you know, like the all the Halloween ones. Or, well, at least the last two or whatever. Right there. Oh yeah. Yeah. There were, um, I put a, together a list of like, I just searched through like a bunch of the horror movies that came out last year and there were more than I had realized. Mm -hmm. And there were a couple that I had to, that I know that they were going to want to talk about. I think, I think Paul, I think he selected like seven maybe. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we're not going to talk about all of them that came out, but like, you know, some of the kind of key highlights we're going to talk about. Um, But there were several, and I was like, "Oh, I gotta, I gotta catch up." That's part of the reason I watched uh, Candyman in mm-hmm. in the first place a few oh, weeks okay. ago. 
because um, you knew. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And because I know also Spiral's on there, and I, I don't, I don't want to watch that one. So, <laughs> Spiral is that the Jigsaw wannabe? Yeah, movie? that's the yeah from the Book of Saw. From the Book of Saw. Oh, and maybe it's fine, and maybe I'll watch Book it of, randomly. Was Book of Shadows, and... Blair Witch Two. <laughs> That's what we should be talking about. <laughs> yeah, never, never mind these movies that are new and relevant. Let's yeah, talk, let me just go back to the sequel no one really expected. <laughs> best, best horror movie twenty twenty one. Same horror movie has been every year since it was released. <laughs> Blair Witch Two. <laughs> oh, yes. So oh, bizarre. I think I should so go bizarre. find my own podcast to hang out on because it's you know you you don't want to talk about cool stuff. Yeah, I do want to talk about stuff. That's Uh-oh. where I need to. Oh, because... <laughs> you set yourself up on that one. I didn't even think about it. No, because Jesse's going to talk Cobra Kai with Lee, and I'm going to go talk horror movies with with Paul. And mm-hmm. well, what what kind of things do you want to talk about with somebody else? Uh, I don't know science and and cool stuff, music and movies and all the things. Okay, you need to make some podcast friends. <sighs> <laughs> the, get ready for the melanie solo show <laughs> yeah I, I actually have like three that i like wrote stuff for and never started yeah <laughs> she does she has episodes of shows that she's written out that she wants to do well you're here now you know how to edit a podcast now that's true you're like one of the best editors i know you are the best editor i know so <gasps> uh you had a good teacher mm-hmm. and <laughs> and the, you have recording gear here mm-hmm. uh if for people still watching if you don't know uh she's she's right on the other side of that time vortex tunnel so mm-hmm. <laughs> she's in the same room that's why i don't have headphones um all 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 roads lead to melanie <laughs> this is a one point perspective here right yeah yep so look look for that in the future in the future hashtag in the future in the future um all right yes thanks everybody for listening thanks people for watching and thanks savannah for watching and thanks to anybody else who might be watching or in the future if you want to hear more go to grawlixpodcast.com g-r-a-w-l-i-x podcast.com uh stay safe things are crazy again they never stop being crazy yeah there that's why my beard's so small i had to lop half of it off because we're under a mask mandate again so yay Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Grolix Nights, the Grolix podcast live show. Be sure to check out our weekly live streams available at grolixpodcast.com slash live. Currently, we stream Thursdays at 8 p.m. Central Time on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. For links, once again, go to grolixpodcast.com slash live. I mean, I should stop this stream now, but I just want to say I didn't I knew it was bad. Right. But I didn't like I've just kind of been so occupied and I never I rarely leave the house anyway. Right. I didn't realize it was quite so bad. Like uh, numbers are higher now than they have been than they were in 2020. 
Yeah, no, this this new strain is super crazy contagious. Well, I happened to get my booster. I guess maybe my doctor being like, have you got your booster yet? You really should go get your booster. Go get your booster today. We have a pharmacy on your way out. You can get your booster. Like I should have, I should have been like, huh, he's real adamant about this. Um, so I got my booster shot yesterday and I'm going to make Melanie go get one. I don't know. Next yeah. time we go somewhere. So, uh, yeah, I, I really got on it when I started to see the numbers tick up in my own building and, and, you know, in the district. So I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, time to get that booster. <laughs> Yeah, I just didn't really, I don't know. I hadn't really thought about it, and I wasn't sure what the deal, like, I don't know. I didn't want to pay for it. I mean, if I had to pay for it, I I would still do it, but I just wasn't sure what the deal with the booster was. Mm -hmm. So, So, listeners should go get the boosters, too, and then let's talk about the rest later, huh? Fair enough. (laughs) I thought this was a nice little, not a nice. It's a little PSA. We should, we should. Just do the Mm -hmm. right thing, people. Just do it. And don't look up. (laughs) <laughs> they lied to me <laughs> it's right there all right 